Hello, and welcome to my podcast, episode two. This episode, I'm going to be focusing more on Dungeons and Dragons than TV shows. So, I think I'm going to do this episode on the Dungeon Master's Guide and just helping you out with, like, how to be a good Dungeon Master. So, first thing is, if you have the book, I recommend going to page 74 and 75 if you, um, if you need help building the story and campaign. On page 74, it has other goals that you can roll a d12 dice to see um, some ideas for an adventure. It also has adventure patrons with the d20, adventure villains with the d20, and adventure allies with the d12. On page 75, it has Adventure Climax, but you can, you can roll for a d12 to see which one you want to pick. Then there's event-based villains um, and actions. D6 and two d6s um, for each part of it. If you have the book, this would be so much more easier. Or more easy. Um, on d76, oh, there's more on this page. There's event-based goals that you roll a d20 to see, like, parley with a villain, help a villain find redemption, protect or hide an NPC, make sure a wedding goes off without a hitch, roll twice, ignoring <laughs> results of 20. Okay, another thing um, that's really helpful for me is starting equipment. That's really um, uh, helpful. So, character level, first to fourth, low magic campaign, normal starting equipment, um... Standard campaign is normal starting equipment, and high magic is normal starting. Um, fifth to 10th level is 500 GP plus 1 10 dice times 25 gold. Uh, so that's just like a glimpse of what's on starting equipment page. Another thing, um, th- like I said, this is one of the most important. There's... A way to, like, on this, it shows all of the things for your characters. But if you don't have the book, I'll just read them here. So, this section is called Know Your Players right before part one of Master of Worlds. And, um, the first one is acting. Um, engage players who like acting by giving them opportunities to develop their characters, personalities, and backgrounds. Allow them to interact regularly with NPCs, which you have to play as, so it's a little bit more difficult. Um, allowing them, uh, adding roleplay elements to combat encounters, incorporating elements from their characters' backgrounds into your adventures. Exploring is, um, dropping clues that hint at things yet to come, letting them find things when they take the time to explore, providing rich descriptions of exciting environments, and using interesting maps and props, giving monster secrets to uncover or cultural details to learn. People who like instigating is players, uh, I mean, um, allowing them to affect their surroundings, including things in your adventure to tempt them, letting their actions put the characters in a tight spot, including encounters with NPCs who are feisty and unpredictable as they are. Players who like fighting um, would go springing unexpected combat encounters on them, vividly describing the havoc their characters wreak with their attacks and spells, including combat encounters with large numbers of weak monsters, and in- interrupting social interaction and exploration with combat. People who like optimizing would be doing ensuring steady access to new abilities and spells, using desired magic items as adventure hooks, 
including encounters that let their characters shine, providing quantible rewards like experience points for non-combat encounters. People who like problem-solving, including encounters that emphasize problem-solving, rewarding planning and tactics with in-game benefits, occasionally allowing a smart plan to grant an easy win for the players, creating NPCs with complex motives. And last but not least, people who like storytelling, using their using their characters' backgrounds to help shape the stories of the campaign, making sure an encounter advances the story in some way, and making their characters' actions help steer future events, giving NPCs ideals, bonds, and flaws that adventurers can exploit. So that's page six. So just the introduction. But I, I say I think that's like a really helpful page, so you know what to do for some um, unique players like my brothers, like um, encounters and things like that. So I have to use fighting and um, and instigating. But other than that, those are I think those are the three things that I found so far in this book. But I'll be going through a bunch more in this podcast. Um, invading forces, which you roll a D8 on page 29. Monsters or a unique monster, a planar threat. Um, one, a criminal enterprise. Two, monsters or a unique monster. Three, a planar threat. Four, a past adversity, reawakened, reborn, or resurgent. Number five, a splinter faction. Six, a savage tribe. Seven, a secret society. And eight, a traitorous ally. I think I'm going to be using a traitorous ally because my brother plays a, um, mind flayer so i think i'm gonna have in my story that he got a spell put on him um that turned him into like that turned him into like an elf character or something like that but he's actually a mind flayer underneath and he can turn it off when he wants to turn it back on so um he's in the heart campaign i think he, i want him to like trick me a couple times because i'm an i'm an elf drow a dark elf drow but a good guy um, I got the idea for my character from, I can't remember what it is, but it's a, dun- if you look up Dungeons and Dragons on Kindle, you'll be able to find it. Then on page 28, there's Cataclysmic Disasters, I'm not sure if I said that right. Roll a d10 for 1, Earthquake, 2, Famine, slash Drought, 3, Fire, 4, Flood, 5, Plague, slash Disease, 6, Rain of Fire, Meteor Impact, 7, Storm, Hurricane, Tornado, Tsunami, 8, Volcanic Eruption, 9, Magic Gone Ari or Planar Warp, and 10, Divine Judgment. Um, wow, page 30 and 31, that has a lot of things on them. Um, if you have it, I'll just let you do it, or look that one up, because uh, that's a lot for me to read. Another thing that you can do to make your campaign better is look at the calendar of Harptos. It has, like all the different kinds of holidays in um in a year in uh dungeons and dragons i'll read the first part so the world of the forgotten realms uses the calendar of harptos named after the long dead wizard who invented it each year of 365 days is divided into 12 months of 30 days each with roughly which roughly correspond to months in the real world gregorian calendar each month is divided into three ten days. Five special holidays fall between the months and mark the seasons. Another special day, uh, a special holiday, Shield Meet, is inserted into the calendar after midsummer every four years, much like leap years in the modern Gregorian calendar. So the months are um, Hammer, Alterac, Chess, Tarsac, Merchwell, Kythorn, Flame Rule, Elias, Eliant, 
Marpanoth, Uktar, and Night Nightlull. A common name for the um for them is Deep Winter, the Claw of Winter, the Claw of the Sunsets, Claw of the Storms, the Melting, um, the Time of Flowers, Summertide, uh, Midsummer is a holiday. Um, Shieldmate is a quadrennial holiday. High Sun, the Fading, Leafall, the Rotting, the Feast of the Moon, and the Drawing Down. So these are some helpful things for you to get started as a dungeon master. Another thing that this is going to be either the second to last or the last thing I'm going to talk about here. Um, there's currency and the factions and organizations. You can have whatever currency you want. I'm still new to like how you make things like have money. Like if they want to buy an item like a quarter staff or something like that. I don't know how much it would cost in gold points or gold coins. I'm not sure if um I just make that up or it's somewhere in the book because I haven't finished yet. But gold there's gold coin, copper coin, electrum coin, platinum coin, and silver coin. Those are the basic currencies. Other currencies, um, like odd currency, coins and bars, um, gone bells and small brass bells, ten GP in trade or twenty GT to a temple of Gond. This is pretty complicated for someone who hasn't played Dungeons and Dragons before. But if you know how to um play as um a player and you have that book or just know how to, then this should be not that far more complicated. Another thing is this is the last thing. For the most detailed area of the world, use a province scale where each hex represents one mile. So this is map making. It's actually pretty easy if you get um a hex paper. And then you just, every hex is a mile, like I just said. And you can just draw, like, rivers, towns. It, do, it doesn't have to be detailed at all, just, like, circles for towns or things like that. And it's easier to show how far you've gotten, like, miles and um, feet and things like that. Well, that's today's podcast. I'll see you, actually, maybe later today because I have nothing better to do. Well, that's Dungeons and Shows. Thank you, and have a good day. Bye.